too like to greet each one this morning. <clears throat> I didn't know there was a lot of glory in standing up here preaching. I've always been blessed studying, but yet when you go to present it, it's a different story. In thinking about Thanksgiving, um, we, we think about what we're thankful for, but I would like to look at it in a different way of, and, and the reason we're thankful for is because of the harvest. And yeah, I would like to look at Galatians chapter 6. We, we all rejoice when we plant the seed and go through the work of caring for the plant, and then the plant uh, produces the fruit, and we harvest it, and we rejoice in that. In Galatians chapter 6, I think I'll just read the first 10 verses. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou hast also be tempted. Bear you one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man think himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. But let every man prove his own work, and then shall ye have rejoicing in himself alone, and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth, in all good things. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to the flesh, shall the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit, shall the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap, if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. And I thought that was interesting that he would put, uh, he's talking here about restoring a person that has been overtaken in a fault, bearing one another's burdens, um, be humble, think of others first, bear your own burdens, and then... Um, as you have an opportunity, do good to all them. Why would he insert those two verses of you will reap what you sow? And I think part of, of what Paul was saying here is what are you sowing? God says don't be a fool or he's saying here be not deceived, or don't be a fool. God is not a fool. We are going to reap what is sown. There's no, there's no question in that. You go out and you plant a, a garden and you plant tomatoes, you're going to have tomatoes. We can't, at least I haven't ever experienced it, to look out at the tomato plants and just hope they would be cucumbers. And 
at harvest time, I, that's what I expected. And if we are to spend our life sowing and reaching out to people and meeting people's needs, we're going to reap the blessings of that, is kind of what Paul's saying here. <clears throat> we will have a harvest. You know, I know there are some older ones who probably don't plant gardens, but we as individuals, including the older ones, are going to have a harvest sometime in our life. Sometime is sooner you reap what you sow, like if you go out and get in trouble and you get in trouble with the law and you end up in prison, you're reaping what you've sown at a young age. But sometimes we get to the end of our life and we will reap. Our harvest will be what we have reaped or what we have sown through our life. And so what is that? Um, Paul brings out two, two ways, the flesh, sowing to the flesh, or sowing to the spirit. And we know the different outcomes of those two different words. If you sow to the flesh, it says you will reap corruption. Um, in Proverbs, it talks about the way of the, of the transgressor is hard. The way of the way of living in the flesh is a hard life, and it's not a, a pleasant life. And if we sow in the flesh, in the spirit, then we are going to reap life ever, everlasting. So we will have a harvest. Either we are sowing seeds that grow into plants that produce a harvest, so is right now you have plants in your life that is growing. Is, a, is it a plant for righteousness, for godliness, or is that plant self? And that, you know, as that plant grows, we nurture it, we water it, we take care of it. Well, we do that in our lives, in these seeds that we have planted. In the same way with, if it's a, a seed of righteousness, we are feeding that. And I trust that's why we come to church, to hear about the gospel and to be able to fellowship with one another through singing, through Sunday school, and through just visiting afterwards. Um, that is nurturing that plant that you have started in your life. So what is that plant? What has, what is, what do you want in life to harvest? What would you like to harvest at the end? You know, we would say, well, I'd like to harvest eternal life. Then we have to plant the seed. And that seed has to grow to produce. I hope you, you get that point. 
In the fall, we harvested what we planted. As we make decisions in life, we will harvest what we planted. So remember that. And so I took, I'm not a farmer, okay? I don't go out and plant huge fields. You know, my biggest tractor is a little Ford that hardly works. But um, so I, I kind of took what I do know, and I've come up with four, four points. And so I know there's a lot more involved in that, so please forgive me for that. But I took the four points, and in preparation for the seed, we have to work the ground. And we have to chisel the ground. Um, you, you can go out and plow, you know, and, and so on, get by. But there are times where you have to put a chisel plow in, and we all know what it is, where you get, it goes down deep, and it breaks up the, the fallow ground that's the, the pan that's underneath that needs to be broken up so that the f- nutritions can flow through it and get to the roots. Um, I remember my uh, Uncle Roy in Nebraska, we'd, lots of times we'd stop there on our trips out west, and he would talk about this chisel plowing and where he would rent a tractor to chisel plow because he's, he said it's just too hard on your tractor to pull a chisel plow because you get down in there deep. So he would go and rent uh, a big tractor that he didn't need, and he would chisel plow because his smaller equipment that he had, he didn't want to ruin it. Well, if you go to Jeremiah 4, verse 3, and you could go to Hosea also, but God looked at his people and said, you have to chisel your hearts. If uh, Verse 4, I'll read 1 to 3. If thou wilt return, O Israel, unto the Lord. So evidently get the idea that they have left the Lord. If you return unto me, and if thou wilt put away thine abnormate um, abominations out of thy sight, then shalt thou not be removed, or shall not remove. And thou shalt swear the Lord liveth in truth and in judgment and in righteousness and in, the, and in the nations shall bless themselves in them and in them, in him shall they glory. For thus saith the Lord to the men of Judah and Jerusalem, break up your fallow ground and sow not among the thorns. Why why not, why not among the throne, thorns? Well, we all know uh, what thorns do to a garden or to a plant. So God is asking us to break up if there's any, if you want any seed to grow, any seed of righteousness to grow, or any plant, you have to. Uh, break up that fallow ground. 
So look at your lives. Is there hardness in your heart? Is there anger, bitterness, pride, hurts? That just cause your, yourself to kind of pull within yourselves and you're not willing to give up that. You need to break that up and that is through giving it to Christ through repentance and forgiveness and working through that. And if it gets, if it's really hard, maybe find somebody to help you walk through it. The second thing would be after the soil has been prepared, you have to plant the seed. So you go out and you, you plant the seed. Well, first of all, you determine what is you want to harvest in the fall. And then you would plant the seed for that. Again, the question is, what do you want in harvest? That's the seed you plant. So that's the soil is ready, and now you plant what you desire. I listed a few things that I thought of. Maybe you could think of other things. Um, you know, when in life, I would like to, to have eternal life. I would like to leave this earth behind and go to live with God eternally, forever, in heaven. So what do I have to do? I have to accept him as my Savior or accept Jesus Christ, his son, as my Savior, repent of my sins, and give my life to him. So that's what I have to do. So when I plant the seed... I have to realize that it's this plant's growing, what I have to accomplish to get this plant growing. Do you want to have a good marriage? I think all of us would love to have a good marriage. The seed is planted back when you start dating. Are you choosing a godly companion? Are you building a good relationship with her through courtship? And then do you continue walking with each other through marriage? Um, giving up of self, which we'll talk about here a little bit later. Um, working together as, as a companion and not individually. Um, you have to sow that seed. You have to plant that seed back before you choose a partner. Do you want to grow in, uh, to raise a family that loves the Lord? In other words, you want your children to accept Christ as you did and to live for God as you did. And if you want that, then we have to plant the seed for that. We have to, to live that life for that child to look up to as a good example and to teach them and train them. And it's a lifelong kind of a process seems like it but we need to take time for them and I know we're in a busy world where everybody's busy it don't matter who you talk to everybody's busy um, we have to take time for our families or that seed won't grow or that plant won't grow or maybe we want close Christian friends and we just 
that's what I really desire. Well, the seed has to be planted, and the plant will grow. Um, you have to be a friend. You have to listen to them. You have to um, be kind, do things with them. You have to be that friend before you can have a, a friend. So I think of those seeds that we're planting along the way. If whatever we want to harvest in life, you have to plant that seed. And then we, we know that the seed does um, loses identity and, and comes into a new, new thing. You know, like you plant a seed of corn, the corn kind of breaks apart and out shoots a stalk. And then the stalk grows and grows, uh, produces corn. And I think that's the whole idea of a Christian life is we have to lose our identity, who we are. You know, what produces out of, out of me will, um, should be godliness. You, I should take on the character of, of Christ. And I wanted to say at the beginning, and I forgot, so I'll say it now. I want to compare the soils to, um, okay, you, you, you work up the soil, that would be in your heart and stuff, but the, the weeds seem to grow no matter if you plant them or not. It can be dry or wet, it doesn't, or a hard pan, it doesn't matter to the soil with the weeds, it just grows. And so I look at that, the, the sowing of the flesh as being the weeds in our life or in the soil as we're planting. So if we want our plants to grow, we have, we have weeds and the things of this, um, the sinful nature that is in us, I will call weeds also. So I hope I want to make that clear before I go into the next part. And that the next part, after we have planted the seed, the seed is coming, then we take care of it, and that comes through weed control, um, pest control, uh, spreading nitrogen or, or spraying nitrogen or whatever it takes for that. I mean, we, you know how to do it, so I want to tell you how to do it the spiritual way of growing in your spiritual life. Okay, earlier I said that I, we want to produce in our lives. We want to produce a harvest. So if we want a good crop and we want a good harvest, we must keep care for our plant. And look out for our plant. You know, if I want my plant is growing to godliness, I have to care for that. I have to keep after that because there's so many things of this world that are so distracting. If I want to um, have a good parental home and I want to be that example, there's so many people that 
are so many things that want to distract us, like work and things on Saturday and Sunday that pull us away from our families, that we're not caring for that plant. We're not pulling those weeds that come out. And I know we're, um, Galatians would have said we are to do good, but we, there is a limit to what doing good is when we have a family that is suffering because dad's not there or, or mom. And it's the same way in a marriage. There's going to be things popping up in our lives like weeds that are, that's going to choke your marriage and it's going to fall apart. And I would say in the two with the children and also in a parental um, husband-wife relationship, you know, constant criticism and constant bickering and so on is not a healthy thing to have in your marriage. You have to show love and care for each other. You have to take care of your plant. And I think that's where we haphazardly, we want to harvest, but we don't want to do what it takes to have that. We're too busy or we're too tired or we're distracted with the things of the world and I want to do what I want to do. You know, if if they would only obey or if she would only listen or if he would only do as I say and so on, you know, it would be better. Is that our approach in this plant of godliness that we want in our life to produce? And as that plant is growing, we have to nurture it. And in this process of not caring and, well, if it rains, it rains. If it don't, I'm not going to water it. I mean, if it dies, it dies. Is that our attitude for what we want in life? You know, I want a good corn crop, but it's a lot cheaper to buy wheat seed, so I'm going to buy wheat seed and pray for corn. And I have a feeling sometimes... We don't pour in to reach that harvest that we really, really want in life. And then we have a lot of regrets. And there's a lot of older people who sit in the nursing homes who regret their life. Nobody loves them. They have no family. And I would love to say, you know, it's sad. It is. But that seed was planted 30, 40, 50 years ago. And this is your harvest. And then the fourth thing is harvest comes. And that's when you see a lot of smiles on their face and you hear people talking about their, their, their harvest. There is a reward for faithful, hard work. You tend your, your crops. Keep the weeds trimmed or pulled. You can't ever get rid of them. But keep them pulled and keep at it 
keep the bugs out, you will have a good harvest. And we will have a good harvest if we keep at it. And that harvest is what I desire to have in life. And I would hope your number one harvest is eternal life. Okay, then we look at um, going back to Galatians 6. It says, let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Spring, summer, fall, winter, it's been a cycle since day one, and it will always be until the end. Spring, we all know that is when we plant. Summer and fall comes, and then in the winter we can relax and enjoy the harvest that we had. So in due season, we will reap if we faint not. So putting that into the into your your plants that your or your harvest, it's weary sometimes to always deal with fussy children. It's weary sometimes to always serve other people. It's work. It can be exhausted, and the word of the faint would be the exhaustion. So I just encourage you to go to your En Gedi. You know, we have our wintertime, and a lot of people go to Florida, and that's their way of getting away. But go to your En Gedi with God, and that's what David would do, <clears throat> getting away and just spend time. And you say, I can't. I just can't do it. I don't have time. Um, I always had time for what I wanted to do. And I'm sure you could if you really wanted to. I was reading uh, Morehart's newsletter that is over in somewhere in Africa or somewhere. And they, you know, his getting up at 4.30 in the morning, his time... His and Getty was, you know, in the mornings where I just soon be sleeping. So find your time and go to your, have your time with God, your and Getty. But also, I really encourage you to look at your plant. Is it healthy? Or what is your plant? Is it worthwhile? If it's, if it's of the flesh, then I hope it does get choked out and die. But if it's your plan of righteousness growing to maturity with Christ, and it's a little growth each time, um, nurture that, care for it, and there will be a harvest.